And the best way to get that going is to start conducting an AI audit today. Figure out where your gaps are within your processes and your positions and under, to better understand what you may need in the future. Even if you're not convinced that you're going to ultimately implement AI in your business, there's no reason to not begin understanding where potential gaps are today. Welcome to season four of Paychecks Pulse, an HR podcast where HR professionals can find great insights on today's top issues and be inspired to build and lead effective teams in a healthier workplace. Hey, everyone. Rob Parsons here. Welcome back to the Paychecks Pulse podcast. Our guest today is one of our very own Paychecks HR professionals, Breton Dalglish. For more than a decade, Brenton has been involved in all aspects of human resources, from recruiting and hiring to employee relations. He recently stepped into a new role as our first HR tech engineer, where his focus is on blending HR knowledge with HR technology. Brenton, uh, welcome back to the podcast and congrats on the new role. Thanks, Rob. It's, uh, it's really good to be back. Um, yeah. And uh, it's actually appropriate because today I want to talk about AI. Specifically, AI and HR, it is certainly a place where HR technology is blending, uh, and it's certainly become a big talking point in the industry, hasn't it? It really has, Rob. Uh, AI is everywhere. It, you can't turn around, whether it's the internet or TV, without running into AI. In fact, it, ironically, it's been around for decades, but... We're coming up on the first anniversary of ChatGPT's launch here in, at the end of November. And so it's, it's, it's wild to think where we've been in the last year um, to where we are today. And in fact, Goldman Sachs has predicted that, that AI will add $7 trillion to the global economy over the next 10 years. So that's it's, – it's not just coming. It's here. So – so as an HR professional, how do I stay on top of this? I know ChatGTP was the, like the big one that was out there and it was open and it could do like everything for you. You could diagnose illnesses and write novels. How does an HR yeah. professional stay on top of all the tools that they could or should be using? Yeah, uh, I would say reading, <laughs> lots and lots of reading. I mean, AI can help in HR with talent acquisition, onboarding, employee training, improved employee retention, improved employee health by being able to detect signs of burnout and disengagement. It's, it's kind of interesting when you, if you think about where we are today with where we are, where we were about 150 years ago, um, with the invention of the light bulb, it took 20 years for 3% of businesses to have a working light bulb and then another 20 years for 50% of businesses. So, AI is here, as you just mentioned, but it's still coming, if you will. That's interesting. So you, know, you mentioned a lot of areas, and I've got a couple questions around this, but you've mentioned a lot of areas it, it can help. What should I be sure. looking at first? Where can I get the biggest bang for my buck, or where is the technology most mature right now? It's a lot of effort or energy is being put into the hiring and recruiting space. It's probably the 
in that regard, is probably the most mature area for AI's involvement in, in HR. It still has some, candidly, there are still some areas that need to be improved on, um, like depending on the model and what how you train the model, there are opportunities for it to disqualify or exclude qualified candidates. I heard there's some danger too around even inadvertent discrimination and, 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 and bias and, and bringing those things in and amplifying them when that's not your intention at all. Correct. And I'm glad you brought that up because AI itself doesn't discriminate. It's the model that it's trained on. I, I like to think of it this way. I have a couple of kids, one who's just started kindergarten a couple of days ago, and then a three-year-old. And they're, they're pretty awesome kids, but like they'll say things that I'm like, where did you hear that from? And then I'm thinking, well, hopefully it was TV, but it could have also been me. And so then I'm thinking, if they're already picking up on this information, what can chat GPT pick up on and how much does it just reflect what already exists within our organizations? You know, that's an, an, an excellent point is, is the fact that they need to be taught. They need to learn and, and the old garbage in garbage out situation, right? Exactly. And I know from our pulse of HR survey that almost three fourths of all HR leaders are looking to implement AI in the next couple, in the next 12 months, I would caution folks to pump the brakes just a little. Make sure that you are crystal clear on what you're trying to solve. AI isn't a panacea. It is awesome, but it can't do everything. And if you're trying to, uh, if you're trying to pigeonhole AI to solve a problem that it wasn't designed to solve for, or Sometimes solutions exist that are cheaper and easier to implement, such as regression analyses. Those tools, if you aren't aware of what you are trying to solve for, you're going to be setting yourself up for very expensive um, failure, to put it bluntly. Yeah, it's a don't find a solution and then look for a problem, right? It's like look for the problem and then find the solution. So, so as we look ahead... You know, put on your, your, your crystal ball for a minute. Look ahead two years, three years, five years, 10 years. What do you think the biggest changes are going to come to HR because of AI? How is, how is your profession going to change and what kind of, what kind of role is HR going to look like, you know, working in partnership with AI? Well, I think you've nailed it there. It's got to be a partnership. Will, will the AI or the HR of today look like the HR of tomorrow? Absolutely not. The reason adoption rates are, well, let's go back to the analogy of the, light, of the light bulb. It took 40 years for half of businesses to adopt it because the infrastructure just wasn't there. And so with AI, there's a lot of people promising a lot of great solutions, but our business models, our structures, our HR processes haven't been redesigned to mirror how AI can come in and, and make that change. Where we'll probably see some of the best gains is within the prediction space. AI is designed to help make better predictions. So when we 
stop and think about people, right? People, we always talk about how people are our greatest asset, but when are we, what are we doing to prove that? And so AI will allow us to be more, to more quickly address issues before they potentially happen. I love that idea, that idea of uh, anticipating problems before they become a problem or anticipating uh, areas where maybe I need to scale up or I need to scale down and really being able to manage that workforce uh, more strategically. Really, that's a tremendous benefit, isn't it? Yeah. And the best way to get that going is to start conducting an AI audit today. Figure out where your gaps are within your processes and your positions and under, to better understand what you may need in the future. Even if you're not convinced that you're going to ultimately implement AI in your business, there's no reason to not begin understanding where potential gaps are today. Is there a chance that AI becomes a compliance nightmare? And I'm thinking now beyond just the HR role, beyond the HR department, other areas in the organization, other teams, using AI or we're trying the, the, the management's trying to bring AI in that can get really complicated. I would think HR has got a role in that too, doesn't it? It definitely does. But it, you, you, when you talk about this, think, think like 20 or 25 years back um, when the internet just rolled out, I, I've, I was told this was the case. So if some, if I'm wrong, please correct me. But for a lot of organizations, <laughs> the use of email was something that wasn't allowed because businesses weren't sure how email was going to um, impact the organization, what content would be communicated out to other people, you know, the control portion of that compliance risk assessment. And so I think we're in that same spot all over again. I think right now there's plenty of risk and compliance definitely can be involved but I also think we need to improve how we like our trust quotient with our employees. I think employees know fairly well when something is risky to put out there. And if you have an enterprise based AI system, then you're more then it's better because your information is staying within that that infrastructure. So it isn't open to the public. Uh, someone using Bard couldn't get it or someone looking to take advantage of Meta's new AI wouldn't be able to see that. So I just, I think the, the guardrails need to be put in place appropriately. Makes sense. And, and, and thank you for reminding me of my age. I, I, I come back way back when the fax machine was before the email, it was a big deal. So, so thanks there, Brenton. Appreciate that. Anytime. Um, <laughs> do you ever worry uh, that bringing AI into play, AI decision-making, uh, will sideline human expertise and even, dare I say, intuition, a gut feeling. Uh, are we at risk of losing that, of, of outsourcing all of our thoughtfulness? It's a great question. No. I, I'm, I'm more concerned that we'll give away our ability to make decisions. I don't think AI will will remove those on our on it on its face. AI is a tool that is designed and set up by people to solve for solutions. 
AI is a predicting machine. It tells you what potentially could happen. If we start taking predictions at face value and we abdicate our right to make decisions, then that's a choice that we've made as a human race. And I don't believe that will happen. A fun um, example of something to this to this effect, Harvard Business Review did a study in the US, UK and Germany recently, and they looked at the hiring process for a bunch of uh, enterprises. And they found that quite often can't qualified candidates were being just flat out rejected. And when they talked to the uh, executives at this organ these organizations, 88% of them were aware. So the, there's a decision that needs to be made here. Are we willing to allow these kinds of processes to go unchecked or not? And, and I don't think we are. And AI will continue to get better as we continue to train the models. But it's incumbent upon us to understand, reevaluate, reassess, and retrain the AI model. It's a, a great point, Brenton, and a, and a great way to, to bring this to a close, this idea of, of intentionality, just like we want to approach culture, we want to approach how we run our organizations, doing it on purpose and not letting things happen by accident. Any last thoughts for our audience before we close this off? Yeah, I think I would close with a quick quote and maybe a call to action. Um, Arthur Clarke once said, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And if you think about light bulbs or internet, it's pretty, it's pretty clear that we may not always know how they work, but at the time that they were released, it felt like magic. And I think we're in the same place today where AI feels a little bit like magic, but it's really not. And, and my call to action would be, I'll use this analogy, when asked to cut down a tree in six hours, I don't start cutting the tree down right away. I spend the first five hours sharpening the ax. And I think that's where we are right now. We know that a shift is coming, but we need to start preparing today. We need to clean up our data. We need to make sure that we aren't leaving things messy and inaccurate. So that way, when the model is ready to learn, we can avoid bias, we can avoid discriminating against people, and we can avoid ultimately setting ourselves up for failure. Love it. Thank you, Brenton. Thank you very much for joining the podcast today. This was a lot of great information. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And thank you to our listeners as well. As always, please stay happy and healthy. Be sure to subscribe to this and our Paychecks Thrive Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Looking for more ways to keep your finger on the pulse of industry dynamics? Visit our resource center for the latest research, thought leadership, and news at paychecks.com slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, please stay happy and healthy. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2023, all rights reserved.